0: Secret Agent Olin, Monica, report your status. Over.
1: We've gotten through the electric fence and I've used the Sleepy Time dog treats to get past the guard dogs. And now there's a big steel door blocking our path.
0: Hmm. I don't see that on the map.
1: I don't know what to tell you. It's here.
0: Let me check my notes. Hmm.
1: Hurry up, Everett. Those dog treats only last a couple hours.
0: I'm hurrying. <laughs>
1: Hey look, there's a code panel here. Maybe we can type in the code and get the door to open. Or set off an alarm. No thanks. How's it coming, Everett?
0: Let me check my other file cabinet. It's gotta be here somewhere.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna try it. What? No! 0625. Nope. How about 524? Knock it off, Olin! You're gonna set off the alarm! Relax. If it hasn't gone off already, then couple guesses more can't hurt. That doesn't make any sense. Everett, we really need this code.
0: I'm looking. Oh, here's something.
1: One, five, stop, Olin. Everett's got the code.
0: Well, kind of.
1: What do you mean, kind of? Well, it's an older code, but it checks out. OK, so what is it?
0: Unfortunately, it's encrypted in a way that the only way I can send it to you is via radio program.
1: You mean, in order to find the code, we'll have to listen to a radio program? I don't see anything unfortunate about that. We'll stand by.
0: Transmitting now.
2: So how's the puzzle going, you guys? Awful. Oh?
1: Don't listen to Olin, Mr. Jacobs. He's just getting a little frustrated. More like really angry, Monica. How in the world do people find putting puzzles together relaxing?
2: (laughs) I'm sorry it's so stressful. I thought you'd enjoy putting together a picture of secret agents on a mission.
1: It's not the picture I don't like, Mr. Jacobs. It's when the pieces don't go together though on the box, they clearly do. Just to be clear, Mr. Jacobs, I'm having a good time.
2: Glad to hear it, Monica.
1: Of course she's having fun. Look at all the pieces that she's gotten together. Maybe if I push hard enough, these pieces will fit. No, don't do that. You could break them and ruin the puzzle. It's already ruined if you ask me. Why don't you wait until Everett shows up, and maybe he can give you some pointers?
2: Oh, Everett's coming today?
1: Yeah. I let him know where we were, and he said he'd be right over to help. Hey
2: guys, I'm here. Hey Everett, we were just, whoa, that's quite the shiner you've got there. Are you all right?
1: Yeah, and how did you get that black eye? That's what a shiner is, Olin. Oh.
0: Eh, I got it last week. Some kids at school wouldn't leave me alone. Do you want something
2: to put on it? I have an ice pack in the freezer.
0: No, thanks. I've seen enough ice packs and bags of frozen vegetables in the last two days to be good for a while.
2: All right. Well, if you need anything, just let me know.
0: Thanks. I think working on a puzzle with friends and listening to the radio will be good for now. you got it.
1: Could you hand me that piece, Everett?
2: Sure. Hey, that puzzle really has come together. Looks like you'll be done in no time.
1: See, Olin, when you take your time and don't try to force things to fit, it actually can work out. Yeah, yeah.
2: Are you sure you don't want anything to put on that black eye, Everett? It can't be comfortable.
0: Thanks, Mr. Jacobs, I'm fine.
1: So who did this to you? Is it anyone I know?
0: I don't think so, Monica, not unless you hang out on Willow Street.
1: Oh, no, I've heard about that place, though.
2: Hmm. Willow Street. Mm, I think I've heard something about that road.
1: Everyone has. It's where like kids are mean, their dogs are meaner. And like they say, there's tough, and then there's Willow Street tough.
2: Oh, I remember. Doesn't Bailey live on Willow?
1: Need we say more?
2: <laughs> I guess not.
1: You know what you need is a bodyguard, Everett. Maybe Bailey could walk you to school.
0: I don't need a bodyguard. I can take care of myself.
1: Obviously. You should at least look into self-defense classes.
0: You mean the classes where all those kids hang out? Great idea!
1: Hmm, well, what about Mr. Jacobs? Me? Yeah, you know how to do all sorts of things. Maybe you could show Everett some moves. Hiya.
2: <laughs> well, I could show you a few things, I guess. R- really? Cool!
1: This doesn't sound right. Oh, don't be lame, Monica. Where do we start, Mr. Jacobs? Sweeps? Jabs? Uppercuts?
2: Actually, we're going to start with the most powerful move of them all, the way of the gentle answer.
1: Okay, I see where this is going. So the gentle answer, is that like a kick so fast they don't see it coming?
2: Sort of. It's more powerful than a kick, and has ended more fights than all the different kinds of punches put together. Awesome! Hold on, Mr. Jacobs. Is this a real thing? Sure it is, though I'll be honest. It's not some fancy flip or hold or anything. It's being able to stop a fight by showing God's love to others. Proverbs 15.1 and Romans 12, 17 through 21 are places where the Bible tells us the best way to deal with people who mean us harm. Don't try to get back at them. Be kind in return and live in peace with everyone we can.
0: I figured it was something like that. No offense, Mr. Jacobs, but these kind of tips aren't going to help me. These kids can smell weakness.
2: Oh, trust me, showing kindness to people when they mistreat you is the opposite of weakness. It takes bravery and strength to be kind to others when they're trying to hurt us.
1: Okay, but what's the point?
2: (laughs) I thought you'd never ask. Turns out I have a script about it. I'll be right back. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs, comes the wonderful drama, The Treasure, an adapted biblical proverb about peace. In the seas of scurvy pirates we read about in books, you know the kind the peg leg legs and hands replaced with hooks. There lived a fearsome captain who was ornery at best.
1: Aye, and I like to hoard up treasure in mean, a great big treasure chest. Captain, oh dear, captain. What is it, First Met Pew? Our lookout sees a merchant ship. What, captain, shall we do?
2: The captain took her spyglass, and took in the wealthy sight.
1: Man the cannons, Lubbards! Get ready for a fight!
2: Oh dear, said the merchant as he saw the pirate flag.
1: Here I am without
0: cannon, and my hold is full of swag. I cannot fight, I cannot win, and so I choose today.
2: To tuck my tail between my legs and quickly sail away! The chase was on as through the straits the merchants deftly darted. The pirates struggled to keep up.
1: Of all the lily-liver-hearted, Captain, we must turn back. I see both reefs and shoals. What? You know the rocks that get too close and tear our ship new holes?
2: No sooner had these words been spoke when the ship was torn asunder. They seemed to have wrecked upon the reef. What a classic blunder. The pirates screamed as they fell and dropped both guns and sword, and were left to the mercy of the sea as they all jumped overboard.
1: This is the end,
2: the captain thought,
1: of my career great and grand.
2: But before she became a meal for sharks, someone grabbed her by the hand. Come aboard, my friend. Put on these clothes. They're dry. The pirate captain was confused.
1: You came and saved us. Why?
0: I know you sought to harm me and wanted to start a fight. But letting you all sink like
2: this, I just knew it wasn't right. The pirates were amazed by this and decided right then and there...
1: We will protect this merchant anytime and anywhere.
2: The moral of this story is often when we're hurt, we're tempted to be mean right back using words both harsh and curt. This never solves the problem. In fact, it makes things worse. God tells us to bless our foes and not to be a curse. If we do as God commands, then we may see the end of cruelty and brutality and even make a friend. And that's the last piece.
1: We finished the puzzle. Finally! It wasn't that bad, Olin. Come on, near the end, you were enjoying it. I guess listening to Odyssey helped.
0: Mr. Jacobs, I've got a couple questions about what we've been talking about. All right, Everett, what's on your mind? I get that if we treat people nicely, they might become our friends, even if they are being mean to us, but that's not always what happens.
2: No, not always.
0: Then that doesn't sound like it's the answer to the problem. If I'm getting beat up and being nice isn't stopping that from happening, then am I doomed to get beat up all the time? Hmm,
2: that's a good question. And I would say that though this is the main way God tells us to deal with mean people, It doesn't say this is our only option when looking for justice.
1: Justice? He means making sure everyone is treated fairly.
2: That's right, Monica. In places like Romans 13 and Hebrews 13, God tells us that he has put people in charge to take care of those who do good and to punish people who don't. If we are the ones in the right and we are being hurt by others, we can tell people in authority, like our parents or police officers or judges, and it's their job to take care of the problem.
1: So, just wondering, Mr. Jacobs. Yes, Olin? Is there a time where it's okay to fight? Hmm.
2: Well, that is a question that many people disagree on. The Bible does tell us not to get revenge or try to get back at people, and hurting others certainly isn't what I would call showing others the love of God. But there might be a few things that might require us to actually fight with weapons or fists. Really? Like what? Keeping in mind this is just my opinion, I think that when it comes to fighting against animals that are trying to hurt us, there's nothing in the Bible that says anything against that. Though we aren't supposed to be cruel to God's creation, if it's trying to hurt us, we need to be able to defend ourselves. That makes sense, but what about people? Once again, this is a little tricky, but one thing that the Bible talks a lot about is defending people who can't defend themselves. I think this means that it's okay to fight for people that are being hurt. Once again, not everybody agrees with me, but verses like Luke 22:36 36 and 38 lead me to think that there's a time when fighting might be what God wants us to do, but it should never be the first thing we try.
1: This is a lot to think about.
0: Yeah, I already told my parents about what happened, and they told the police and stuff, so I guess I've done the right thing so far. Now I guess I should try the showing love
2: thing. Sounds like a good plan to me.
1: Well, I think I'm going to go to the old Forest Bridge. That sounds like fun. Should we clean up the puzzle first?
2: You can leave it out. No sense in wasting all this effort if we're not going to enjoy it.
1: Okay, thanks. And I think I'll turn off the
0: radio.